0: You're listening to Prefect Talk, a podcast by The Penrith Perception, where we drive discussions about the cogs and gears that run a selective high school in New South Wales. I'm your host Holly. In today's episode, we will be talking all about Duke of Edinburgh, or Duke of Ed for short. For those who don't know of Duke of Edinburgh, it is an internationally recognised award for development among young people to build skills that will equip you for future endeavours and better you as an individual. It is more than just the extra ATAR points and good look on the resume. You get the opportunity to develop lifelong skills and build friendships with the people you least expect. Duke of Ed started in Penrith High in the late 1900s by Sir Benin, Corrine Garvin and Mike Canthlon with the first students completing their Gold Dukes Award in 2000 and continuing on to this day. Today we'll be hearing from Miss Andrietta, the Duke of Edinburgh leader in Penrith High School, and Mela Hoffman, the youngest student to have completed Gold Duke of Ed in our school, who is currently in Year 12. What is involved in Duke of Ed? How is it run in our school? And what can you gain from it? We'll be discussing all these things along with sharing some interesting stories from myself, Miat, Mela and Miss Andrietta about our Duke's journeys. Welcome Miss Andrietta and Mela. We also have Jola and Alison here today. So do you guys all just want to have like a brief introduction of yourselves?
1: Hi, I'm Mella Hoffman. I'm in year 12 and I've just completed my gold Duke of Ed.
2: I'm Lisa Andrietta. I am Petroth High School's Duke of Edinburgh's award leader. Hi, I'm
3: Alison. I'm from the class of 2021 and I'm completing my gold Duke of Ed right now.
4: I'm Jola. Um, I graduated last year class of 2021 and I'm completing gold.
5: So first of all, what is Duke of Ed and who organises the program?
2: Duke of Ed is an optional program that runs at Penrith. Uh, starts in Year 9 and usually goes through to Year 12. And I organise it. Well, facilitate
0: it. So, like, how long have you been organising Duke of Ed for in Penrith High?
2: Um, well, in 2004, I got a tap on the shoulder by a lovely gentleman asking Mr Cantlon, asking if I like... Camping and bushwalking, and I said yes. And so, since then, I've been involved with the program. So, what entails Duke of Ed?
5: Is it more than just the camps?
2: Yeah, Duke of Ed has a whole bunch of different sections.
1: So, everyone knows that for the camps, but you also have to complete an hour a week of uh, skill, physical recreation, and service. And so, for bronze, it's like 13 weeks and 26 weeks for a major that you choose and then for silver it's 26 weeks for all three and for gold it's 52 and in gold you also have to complete a fifth section called the residential project.
0: So as I'm aware of I'm pretty sure bronze you just do like in your own time and we have like regular meetings because Mia and myself did bronze last year but um, for silver you have to do an elective so do you want to kind of explain like what's done in the elective?
2: Yep, so it is, well, it started to run as an elective in the last couple of years, so basically we uh, can do all our fun things in that time. Um, So you're in the elective class, girls, what are we doing at the moment? Right now we're completing a first aid course, so that we've prepared for the camps
5: and any injuries that will probably not occur. Hopefully not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, what else have we done the elective is really good for staying organized and keeping in contact with miss andrietta it's a lot easier when you have like a regular elective class
0: yeah um also i feel like we get really like a lot closer to the group of people that we're doing the duke of ed program with because um every like fortnight we have um what is it, like team, team building, building activities basically and we just basically play like games um yeah have fun and it helps us all get close together.
5: Yeah, I make a lot of friends that I wouldn't expect to even talk to. Yeah,
2: other things we've done is cooking and learning how to make our own menu plan for when we're out camping, using the stoves, uh, putting up tents, all that navigation, all that practical application that we'll use when we go on our journeys very soon.
0: It's not like a typical elective where you've got like a ton of theory work, things like exams and things like that. Do you want to kind of explain, like, what you're committing to when you do Duke of Ed?
1: Yeah, I mean, you have no obligation to finish Duke of Ed, so you're committing to yourself and saying that you're going to finish this and you need to be, like, really organised to do it. But um, it's really great when you do finish, you learn a lot of different skills, um, get great at time management, organisation, you learn a lot about yourself.
3: Um, I guess just like the regular like every week making sure you do your one hour of like physical rec your service and your skill. As Mel
4: said you don't have to finish it and I think a lot of people don't but I think that once you if you have you have like an opportunity to get a, a good award like you
5: might as well go through with it yeah. So what skills have you guys gained from doing Duke of Ed?
1: Well, I mentioned a few before with like the time management and organisation, but also with the camps when you're working in a big group, you learn a lot about teamwork and communication because you yeah, you need to work as a team if you're going to get through it.
2: Lots of problem solving. So we often uh, make a plan and we're very organised and then sometimes we go do a trip and we throw that plan out the window. So we learn resilience, perseverance um, and then. Yeah, how to problem solve on the spot. So that's another thing. Um, just
3: adding off the idea of perseverance, when you're on your trips, you, like, you have to make your own food, you have to, like, make all these decisions whilst at home, like, you wouldn't have to.
0: Wait, so, Miss, as you were saying with, like, problem solving, I think um, I think for one of your trips you had to change something in, like, the gold journey, <laughs> right? I remember you telling me. Yeah, you about,
2: we often have to change plans don't we yeah I haven't done a single trip where we have
1: actually stuck to the original plan we've changed something in every time
2: and it's, yeah it's just a part of it you've got to go with it yeah and you learn and you develop and that becomes usually often part of the best bits and you're most proud of yourself when you've made those new decisions
0: well other than the skills that you get are there any other benefits of completing Duke of Ed? Oh, I'll go with this one, shall I? (laughs) You you
2: had a whole thing. Um, (laughs) Basically, when you go through the award and you finish, like where Miller is at right now, and you um, get this gold award, there is a lot of um, opportunities that open up because of that. So if people are reading about you and, you know, might be going for a scholarship or a job or whatever and they see that Gold Ed award on your bit of paper, they instantly kind of know what kind of a person you are. So they know that you're a kind of person that starts something and then you see things through and you finish it. So um, quite often that is a really, really good thing to have as personal characteristics because people don't need to know you to know what you have done. Um so I can like testify that for when I apply
3: for a scholarship it helped me get a scholarship for uni it helped me get a job being a swimming teacher so it's now something that I always include that I completed the silver Duke of Ed award and then I'm right now doing the gold Duke of Ed award and it definitely helps because most people I think know about it.
1: I think all the teamwork and communication skills be really helpful in jobs at school at uni um yeah just anywhere really they're really important skills to have.
0: Um, oh, circling back to, like, the silver Duke of Ed, um, a lot I had, I also had this question when I was picking my subjects for year 10, because silver is an elective, so I was wondering, like, is it possible to do silver outside, like, not necessarily outside of school, but not as an elective?
2: At the moment, the structure is set up as an elective, um, But historically it was an elective and it used to run in the morning sessions like Alison and Jola. They used to do morning sessions because it wasn't as an elective. Um, But it just depends on where things are at each year. So at the moment, no, um, but you never know what happens in the future. Um, There is obviously the opportunities for doing it outside of school as well, not with your own cohort if you chose to go down that path.
5: So out of all your camps and journeys, do you have any personal experiences <laughs> or stories to tell?
1: Yeah, I feel like there's just so many different like, moments that are all amazing, like swimming, especially um, uh, for my bronze qualifying. Remember, it was so hot that we actually took out a part of the journey and instead we got to swim in the Nepean River and it was just amazing. And there's other little things, like you just might see a cool tree or a bug that's really cool or just a great moment with your friends, having fun. Yeah,
5: Yeah, that was something I loved about the journeys. I was seeing things that I've never seen before out in nature and, like, the sky without light pollution or stuff like that.
0: Yeah, or, like, um, in our bronze practice journey, we saw, like, the moon, right? But there was, like, a ring around the moon, and it was pretty cool to look at because I've never seen anything like that before. And, like, there was also the stars, which I know it's, like, the stars are always up there, but because we live more in like a urbanized area, there's like light pollution. So we don't really get to see that often. So it was nice to like sleep underneath the stars.
1: Yeah, on the journey, I just did my qualifying journey. We actually went to the Wurrumbungal National Park and it's a dark sky park. So it's got the best night skies in Australia. And it was just incredible to see all these stars that you never see before. And we got to do like, we went to an observatory and learn all about the stars and everything. It was amazing.
3: Um, Last year our gold group got to go to Mount Kosciuszko and on like the fourth day we got to go to like the peak of the like mountain and me, Jola and our other two friends like made a TikTok there and that was a really fun experience (laughs) for
1: us. (laughs) Ah, The modern day.
2: Um, My favourite things is um, I guess watching the personal growth as everyone comes through and watching them grow in confidence and, and be proud of themselves. Um, one of – well, I've got so many favourite memories, but other favourite memories of mine is watching people see things for the first time. So, um, you know, sometimes there's – well, one comment there was, you know, the the sky opened up and there was this beautiful view in front and it was like, Gee, I could marry this view And then you know at other times it's like oh wow, check that out. So they're my favorite moments I think and then just watching people um, come together that probably never would have spoken to each other um, before they were stuck in a group for a couple of days. So yeah.
5: yeah, I think my favorite part was actually like being forced to be with people that I wouldn't usually talk to and like getting to know their personalities and just seeing that they're so supportive and caring during the trips is like really nice.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Also like what you were saying Miss Andrietta about like the views, I love like the feeling of finally seeing that really nice view after like walking up that huge mountain, (laughs) yeah.
2: Yeah, and if you did that huge mountain another time, you would find that it's like not that big, (laughs) but the views are still amazing. (laughs)
0: So what was the most challenging part of your Duke of Ed program?
1: I think completing, just, you know, staying consistent, doing it every hour, even when you've got to study for exams, every week. You've got to study for exams and you just have all this schoolwork. It's just, you're sticking to it and getting through it.
2: For um, for the bronze level, the hardest bit is the paperwork, the initial starting out, all that paperwork, all that kind of stuff. That's definitely a big challenge. Um. And then when you get to silver and gold, as Miller was saying, um, prioritizing your dukes, your organization with that around study. So um, yeah, it's really important to have that life balance. But sometimes it doesn't happen, and dukes goes by the wayside, which is fine. Everyone's got their own journey.
0: Yeah, I feel like with the bronze, the paperwork, everything was so new to us, so we were kind of like a little bit like lost, like with the amount of paperwork what we had to do, but lovely miss Andrietta here helped us through it all and we made it through bronze duke and i feel like it's now easier with paperwork after completing like the bronze one yeah and since we had bronze meetings only at recess
5: once a week it was a lot harder to see miss and organize our paperwork but now that we have the elective it's a lot easier Mm -hmm. um i think something i found challenging
3: was just making sure i was always logging my hours because i would for example, I did karate for my physical rec and I'd be going to it every week. But then actually making sure that afterwards I was writing down what I did and making sure to log it. I think that's something I found challenging.
4: Yeah, the hours are challenging, but like I think for, for like some people, maybe hours is something that they can consistently do. But for the journey, I remember at Cozzy, it was pouring and it was so cold, and I was shivering. And I remember there's um before you get to the top of Cozzy, there's like a there's the highest bathroom. And um, I remember we stopped there and I was so angry. I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But then someone else in the group was like, just, just go to the top. We're almost there. So I feel like sometimes you just need to push through the journeys, even if you're
2: really going through it. <laughs> and when she says it was cold and wet, it was absolutely miserable that day. It yeah. was miserable. But um, they did it. Yay. Yeah, I feel like for me it was the
0: same as like Jola, just like – trying to keep going but the group definitely helped with that I can like vividly remember like all my like muscles just like burning like my shoulders felt bruised as well because of the rock sack and it was so difficult just to like taking another step but when I see like my group mates like still going that kind of motivated me as well. Also when I was like
4: when we were at that bathroom, I was, like, really mad. Like, I feel, re- <laughs> I feel really bad for the person trying to encourage me because I was like, no, absolutely not. But I thank them.
5: <laughs> yeah, I remember in the moment of walking, I'm like, why did I ever choose bronze? Why did I do dukes? But, like, after you finish, you know you can do it. Mm.
0: And it's, like, that exhilarating feeling of, like, I did it. I, like, completed all of this. I'm like, looking back on your map and seeing, like, how far you actually walked in the three days that we were walking, so do you, can you like pick like one specific favourite memory out of all of your experiences? <laughs> or you can say a couple of them, yeah. I think one of my favourite ones, I don't know, it's,
4: it's just like watching the sunrise with um, the other Dukes kids. It was just really nice, really comforting. It was when we went with the silver qualifying and it was our Dukes practice. Yay.
1: Oh yeah, it was at the, the, carav- the campground, no the caravan park yeah, it was yeah. in the morning. We
2: were on the beach, it was really nice, I remember yeah.
4: that. It was a really nice sunrise too.
2: You girls will have one of those one day. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, my
3: favourite memory, I've put a few, but one of them is obviously like doing the TikTok on Mount Kosciuszko. <laughs> um, and another one would be on our practice journey. It was like the last day and we were like walking across like Manly Beach, like just on the edge. And it was like really nice because we just completed four days and you feel really proud of yourself for those
2: four days. You can just like reflect and we were like on the beach and stuff. Another one of my favourite memories is Allison with her canned chicken. Canned <laughs> chicken.
4: She I think for me... Canned chicken every trip. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, like, during the trips, I feel like everyone else was, like, much more navigated than me. Like, I was just following everyone. Like, I could I could probably navigate myself. I'd be fine. But I feel like um, at the end of the day, when you're cooking, I love to cook for everyone. And I remember we had... Allison, and I's group, we had our own, like, specific pasta recipe... If you would make it now, it's probably not that good. But, like, after a long day at Jukes, it was it was really good. It was canned chicken, um, <laughs> tomato paste, and some pasta. Yeah, it was really good. But I have to get the sweet chili canned chicken.
5: <laughs> We've only had one camp, and... Um, insane. Mm, there's actually a few from just the one camp. Um, it would be view,
1: easy to sort out with one. Yeah. <laughs>
5: The view was amazing. There were like there were valleys, and the sun rose between the valleys, and there were cows and <laughs> the mist was like near the floor. It was beautiful
0: I feel like for me, it was probably like the um sitting around the campfire playing games like and just having like that bonding moment with your group that was honestly really like rewarding after the really long journey and yeah, I'd have to say the most memorable memory
5: was when we had to cross a river to, it was a really shallow river, um, up to our knees. And most of the groups didn't have to do that, but uh, it was like the highlight, not the highlight, but like the main it stood event. stood out. Yeah, it yeah. really
0: stood out. It was different from all the other groups. Yeah. yeah.
5: <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the Pen With Perception and thank you so much to Miss Andrietta, Mella, Jola, and Alison for sharing their experiences. That about wraps up our discussion today, so thank you for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode from the Penrith Perception, a podcast made by the Penrith Selective High School Prefects and Multimedia Leaders. To support us and be notified when new episodes are released, feel free to follow us on Spotify. You can also find us on Instagram at the Penrith Perception for more news and to provide feedback for our future segments. The Pendant Perception is mixed and edited by Holly Kurikos and Myat No. Executive produced by Gabe Kent, Sujeong Yoo, Carl Serrato, and Dimity Scardanis. Produced by Geetika Erin Iman Faisal, Andre Dubier, Nishani Balarubin, Anandika Ramesh, and Diane Keslangan. Graphic design by Sofia Gonzalez and Jai Zhu. Music by Preetam Telugu.